Here we go. All right, so this is week two of our New Year's rocket fuel class. And in Masterful Living, um, particularly in the first half of the year, I have a, a series of jewels. And, uh, and then we see where we go from there based on what people are most interested in. And um, so right now we're laying the foundation for our year. And uh, let us begin with a prayer. So we take this breath of love and gratitude, deeply grateful, deeply thankful that love is all that there is. Love is all that we are. Love is our true identity. It's our true nature. It's all in all. So we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self for the purpose of remembering and recognizing the fullness of love as our true identity. We are grateful to give to the spirit the heavy lifting of removing our opinions, our judgments, our false beliefs, everything that stands as a block to love in our mind, in our heart. We're giving it to the spirit for healing, for transformation. And we are calling forth a deep, profound transformation. Gratefully, we gather together for this purpose. We gather together to remember our true nature and our true identity is wholeness. That we're already as perfect as we can be. We're already as holy as we can be. And there's nothing we need do to improve our perfection, our holiness. So we come together to drop the idea that we're not already perfect and holy. And we are grateful that our sharing, our coming together, is bringing benefit to everyone because we are one with them. So we broadcast the healing benefit of all humanity to our families, our friends, our coworkers, our ancestors, and all of life. In gratitude, we open to receive this time of healing. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yay, God. <laughs> so is... Has anybody got a um, a testimonial, uh, a breakthrough, an insight? Anybody? Ahas, insights, breakthroughs. Anybody have anything from the last week? All right. Not seeing anything. Uh, those of you in Masterful Living, you had your mastery circle starting uh, last week, and so I trust uh, that that was uh, enjoyable for you, and uh, I know that I heard from facilitators that uh, it was wonderful, so c congratulations for getting that launched. I did listen to the first community call. I forgot to mention it last week, and uh, that was just a wonderful community call, that first community call. So those will always be put in your podcast, uh, those community calls. 
calls. The mastery circles, not recorded community calls are recorded. And I listen to every single one of them. I, I really feel inspired by them. So thanks to all who shared and participated. It was a beautiful call. And thank you, Angela, for facilitating. So um, we're going to keep going here with our New Year's Rocket Fuel and our New Year's Reboot Worksheet. So first thing we're going to do today is we're going to look at the things that felt like a loss and the things that look like a failure. Uh, this is uh, something that many people avoid doing. You know, I've been a spiritual counselor since 2000. So this is my 18th year as a spiritual counselor working one-on-one -on -one with people and working with couples and families. And I can say that hands down, the thing that brings the greatest benefit to people, aside from a spiritual practice of prayer uh, and contemplation, is just being willing to go within and look at what do you really think, what do you really feel, what do you really believe. Now, we don't have to do research in order to have a healing. This is one of the main things I'd like you to take away from these classes. You are working on a moment basis with your higher self, the Holy Spirit. I say the higher Holy Spirit self because I work with so many Course in Miracles folks, and a lot of Course in Miracles folks come to believe that uh, the Holy Spirit is separate from them, but it's not. It's really your own higher self, the I am presence, the guardian angel. These are all names for that, that divine wisdom part of our nature. Remember, we're all part of God. We're not separate from God. We are part of God. God could not be God without us. And so we are, we are, in a sense, you could say we're like a drop of water in the ocean, but we're not. We're really not. We're part of God, an integral, eternal part of God. Whereas a drop of water can leave the ocean, it can evaporate and go through the process of rain and coming back to the ocean. And it seems like we do that through reincarnation. But in truth, we don't ever leave the presence of God. It's not even possible. So we can, and this is one of the main things that I, I, I have learned that's so helpful to me, is we can uh, give to spirit that which doesn't serve us, that which bothers us. And so one of the most simple tools and techniques we have is if we feel a disturbance, even if it's just a slight frustration, maybe a little dip in our energy, we can actually say to our higher Holy Spirit self, please take this thought, whatever it is, out of my mind so that I never think it again. If there's something I need to look at, Spirit, show it to me. There's something I need to examine. Because many things can be actually removed from our awareness. We don't have to look at them. We've already looked at them. There's hundreds of 
thousands of thoughts that are all nearly identical, all variations on the theme of I'm not good enough, something's wrong with me, I'm bad, I don't deserve love. Thousands and thousands of variations on that theme. And so we can just say, whatever this disturbance is, please take it out of my awareness so I never energize it again. And it doesn't have to be something that we've identified, that we've recognized and really cognized. It can be just a, a vague kind of a feeling. That's how powerful our relationship with God is. And over the course of this year in Masterful Living, I am going to do my best to keep you focused on that primary relationship. So every relationship we have is a relationship we have with spirit. So right now, we're relating to each other. Even if you're listening later, we're still relating to each other beyond, uh, beyond time and space. Our, our minds are still joined together and we're still connecting. And so every conversation that we have with any being on this planet is a conversation that God is having with itself by means of us. And so there's never a time when we are not in our relationship with God. However, many of us have put that relationship way on the back burner. We don't keep it right in front of us mentally and emotionally. So that's one of my goals for everyone this year is that you bring that relationship out and realize that it's the apex from which everything flows. So it, that relationship with spirit is the apex, or you could say it's the foundation that every other relationship grows out of because that that is certainly the truth. And so we're keeping it real with God. Uh, I know there's the tendency many times that people have to play games with God, to try to hide from God, to lie to God, deceive God, because a lot of times we feel angry at God. We're projecting our own uh, guilt onto God and in the form of anger. So that's one of the things we'll be working on this year as well. So we're, we're going to take up the New Year's reboot um, handout and the questions about things that felt like a loss last year and the things that felt like a failure. These are some of the most difficult things for us to really look at, think about, talk about, but it's profoundly healing. It really, really is. It's, it's such a relief to be able to get it out. Uh, one of the things I've definitely learned as a teacher and as a counselor is uh, many, many times people have told me the things they were most deeply ashamed of. And when uh, passion, no opinions whatsoever, then they have a healing. They're able to change their mind about it. So this is one of the gifts of our community is we're all dedicating ourselves more and more to practicing non-judgment and to recognizing that our opinions are not actually helpful to us. They are actually, every single one of them, a block to love. 
So we're opening our minds to see more clearly. As I was sharing last week, one of the things that uh, I've heard year after years, remember this is my 10th year of doing this class, or my, yeah, my 10th year. And um, over and over again, people tell me that uh, they'll say in to me in sometime in the middle of the year, boy, when you said we're going to really focus on non-judgment, I thought, you know, I'm just not very judgmental. But then come a couple months into the class and they're really recognizing how much of their thinking, like 98% is actually judgmental. Yet it it's a, a great realization because you realize you can give all that over to spirit for healing. And just keep saying over and over again throughout the day, uh, I don't need these thoughts. Please take them out of my mind. My judgments are blocks to love. They're not helping me. I'm interested in choosing love. And um, so we're, we're looking at the things that felt like a loss and the things that felt like a failure last year for the purpose of activating our willingness to release the judgments that we've held against ourselves and others, the blame and the shame, and to relinquish these thoughts, give them to spirit for healing. So after, we're going to go into a breakout, and uh, perhaps uh, as your homework, uh, what I uh, what you may choose to do, and I strongly recommend that you do, is look at are any of these things for you to write self-forgiveness letters about? So self-forgiveness is one of the key spiritual practices that we use in order to become more masterful, in order to feel more masterful, in order to feel like we are actually headed in a direction that's nurturing, that's healing, that's expansive, that's abundant and prosperous and creative and beautiful in our relationships, in our body, in our finances, in our workplace, in every area of our life. A Course in Miracles, it tells us that all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. Fundamentally, that's simply because all is one. All is one. And so the forgiveness letter tool that's in your workbook is going to be one of your best tools. Now, I can say that um, for those of you who are in the just in the New Year's rocket fuel, it's in your handouts there. You can print it out. If you're in Masterful Living and you don't yet have your journals, because it's the forgiveness letters, journals, yet it's in the handouts on the masterful living website there so you can easily find these tools and start working with them right away and that that to write that self 
forgiveness letter. It's a great way to clear out a lot of stuck emotion and confusion and regret and resentment and hurt and fear and guilt and whatever emotions you've got going on, that forgiveness and to move on. And so um, with that forgiveness letter, what I've seen um, usually there's some time every year that in the summertime I'm, or in the later spring, I'm talking with someone who's really going through something rough and they've been going through it all year and um, they don't feel like they're making any progress. We talk one-on-one and we'll start having our one-on-ones in March. So not that long from now, but I just like to get everybody a chance to get settled into their prayer partners and their mastery groups before we do our one-on-ones and get this foundational work, get your contract written. So we're going to be working on these aspects over the next few weeks, um, and then we'll start doing our one-on-ones. But there's always someone April, May, June, even July, is saying, you know, just not that much has shifted for me this year. And I challenge and I know the answer. And the answer is always no. It's always no. And I understand the resistance to look within, to look at the things that bother us. But what people do, and I did this for many years, and this is why I'm such a proponent of doing the actual work and not just talking about it, not just thinking about it, is that we will ride the surface of pain and learn to manage and cope with pain because we don't actually believe that we can heal or we actually believe that we do not see a value in letting go of our resentments, our regrets, our judgments, our opinions, the blame, etc. We don't believe that it's a good idea to let it go. And that was me. So now I'm so grateful for my history because I know so much about causing my own suffering, I can really support people in moving out of it and quickly. So the, one of the most effective, quickest things I know is that forgiveness letter. And usually the first one is a bit of a load and it might take you 90 minutes or so to really effectively do it. So with that first self-forgiveness letter, I'm inviting you to really set aside the time. You deserve it. And just know you're going to feel so much better. And many people within hours or days experience what we would call miraculous shifts in things around them, job opportunities, relationship 
conversations, all kinds of things transpire. So I have a lot of stories about that and I'll be telling you those stories this year, but I'd like to jump in now to this uh, breakout group discussing things that you feel were a loss and a failure last year with the idea that you're discussing it in your breakout so that you can get some more clarity and then go in the next week or so and write those self-forgiveness letters. Clear it out. You'll be so glad that you did. And then you'll have so much more energy to do the healing that you really desire and to have the expansion, the spiritual connection with God, because every regret and every resentment is a block your intuition. It's a block to healing your relationships. Every regret, every resentment. And we choose to hold on to them. And we forget about them. We forget about them. So this is a big part of our practice is that we can release them known or unknown. And when we're doing this work in the breakout, we're doing the self-forgiveness letters, when we're talking about these things with our prayer partners and in the mastery circles, we are doing really deep healing work. It's powerful. It's transformative. So did anybody have any breakthroughs, ahas, insights in that uh, experience? Anybody? Anybody have anything they'd like to share? Okay, Penelope. Okay, can you hear me? Yes. Um, I um, shared with um, Colin and with Robin um, that what felt like a loss for me was um, my mum died in December of last year and prior to that our relationship my relationship with her was always very challenging um, and so I, I was in, in more recent times doing a lot of work around it desperately wanting to heal the relationship um, and Fortunately, by the time she died, I did recognize that my mum was my greatest gift. And one of the things, though, that I've been struggling with since is that I feel that I, I still didn't really com completely heal my relationship. Um, and so that was what I was sharing with my breakout group. And then Colin was talking about his experiences. And he made reference to how um, he felt like his ego was um, kind of running his, running his life for him. And what I realized when Colin was talking was that one of the um, things that over many, many years I've realized is that because I think there's something so inherently bad within me, the way that I have to make up for that is I have to do everything perfectly. And that what I realized then was that's what I've been trying to do with my relationship with my mum. I've been trying to make it perfect. And I realized now that I did the very best that I could um, to heal it and, and to make it as good as possible in the time that I had. Um, so I just wanted to share that. 
Thank you so much for sharing that, Penelope, really. I know a lot of us can relate to this, and I certainly can relate to it very much, very, very much. And this is key to the work that we're going to be doing this year, is almost everyone that I talk to, um, particularly one-on-one, -on -one, they have a deep sense that there's something wrong with them, that they're bad, that they're evil, that um, they're not good enough, that they're, they're just, it's the core belief that almost everyone has. And what I have seen year after year is that people doing this work, they recover from that and they're able to let it go. I do not feel that way at all anymore. And I never thought it would go away. I never believed it was possible for me. And yet it has been possible for me. And so uh, our intention is so powerful. That's why. And your intention to release the self-judgment and anything you might be holding on to that's not even known to you, not even recognized to let it go, the Holy Spirit, higher self, spirit will remove it from your awareness. You will be free. So every time that it comes up, that's an opportunity for healing. The tendency is every time it comes up, we feel like a loser. We feel like a failure. We feel like a fake. And so, no, every time it comes up, that's a healing opportunity to give it to the spirit, to let it go. We don't have to figure out how to have a healing. We just have to keep calling for it and calling for it and demonstrate our willingness. holding on to this cup and I'm saying it, this me. stop burning me I can't stand it I'm so tired of it burning me but I won't let it go and that's how we are with our thoughts that <clears throat> we keep holding on to them and holding on to them even though they're hurting us because we don't believe we can just let them go. That seems like, what? How does that work? But it really is about giving it to the spirit in order to let it go. I'm going to give you instructions for your next breakout. So the next breakout, you're going to talk about the unkept agreements. The agreements that you made with yourself with life, with, uh, in your relationships, at work, with spirit, with your body, the agreements that you made that you did not keep. This is really important because the amount of energy that we have for healing, for transformation, for awakening for our prosperity and our relationships, healing our body, healing every aspect of our lives. A lot of the energy that we have 
for that purpose is going to holding on to resentment, regrets, blame, shame. And one of the biggest energy drains is feeling badly that we didn't keep our agreements. So in order to reclaim that energy, we have to bring it correct. And so part of that is just identifying the agreements we didn't keep and be willing to say, well, now what? Am I going to hold this against myself? Uh, am I going to let it go? And so what you can do is you can write a forgiveness letter, again, to yourself about the agreements you didn't keep. But we're going to go into a breakout again to discuss this, the agreements that you did not keep. All right. So who has uh, a breakthrough, insight, aha uh, to share with us from the breakout? Who, who learned something that was helpful? Nothing? Anybody? All right, Sandra. It was interesting because I, when I had done the, the New Year's re reboot, you know, I had written several different things, you know, like you're, you're jotting things down as you're free-flowing. And the two that came to me to share today, I didn't realize just uh, the depth of the depth of them and the the importance of those two. Like, I knew they were important, but it stunned me even as I was talking, the emotions that came up about it and the clarity about, wow, there's some profound work here. Um, you know, why, you know, that there's still that fear of money and how it's running me, even when I had the abundance, like not paying that one last thing, you know, to hang on just in case and causing myself chaos because of it. And then, um, and then also not, um, not allowing myself to honor my own dreams, my own needs, um, and to let other people influence me in a, in a way that I knew my truth and I didn't listen to it. Um, I, I let other people say, no, 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 you don't want to move close to your family. You've done too much work. You've done this. You've done that. And that's not the truth. The truth is, is that, that, that for me, that is the part of my journey, how I grew up in foster homes to have built these relationships with my brothers and sisters is beautiful to me and to not be close where you can have that daily sharing it has really been, I'm just realizing that this last call, this call today, like how much my soul is um, crying for that. And I don't know how to get to make that happen, but I also know I don't have to, that it'll just unfold. But there's a, there's a, a big um, awareness that I need to really sit down and look at why I'm not supporting myself, why I'm letting my fears and other people's opinion drive me more than my deepest truth and um so i think that's where my work is this week 
Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for that, Sandra. That is a beautiful realization. And this is true for, I would say, all of us. It certainly has been true for me that uh, one of the main focuses we will have this year is eliminating that kind of hidden self-sabotage. It hides in plain sight. It really does. And we energize it again and again and again. So we are going to truly work to eliminate that. Yeah, thank you. And, and this is a big part of it is just recognizing it. We've got some other people raising their hands here. So um, Lori's raising her hand. Hey, Lori. Well, hello, Jennifer. I was wondering before we close class if you could uh, walk through the blue moon. Um, you know what, how to release and purge. This Wednesday is the blue moon, I believe, and I would love to start writing all my letters, and I want to burn them, but I just would like to know a little bit about the process. Sure. Um, let me just see if anybody has any more sharing about our what we're, we're talking about here. Um, anybody? Anand? Yeah, uh, some some stuff came up uh, when I was sharing uh, with the small group, uh, and it was really I'm really happy to remember it, and to, I wanted to share it because I thought it was very helpful to me, and I'm hoping it would be helpful to others too. Which is that um, one thing is that I noticed last year was that when I wasn't keeping an agreement, and when I made a list, I made a list last year of all the things I told myself that I was going to do all the things I told other people that I was going to do. And, um, you know, I didn't, when I made that list, I, I didn't remember all the things. And then it came up to me after I started making that list, all these different things, some, not too many things, just a couple different things that came up that I hadn't kept an agreement to do. And once I confronted that, and once I took the proper steps as far as contacting, uh, the people involved and things like that, um, and coming, following through with it, you know, it really set my heart at ease in a way that I didn't even know I was having trouble with before that. So uh, on some level, and then that was one, that was one really great breakthrough for me was that I realized how, how much difference it makes in my day-to-day -day experience of life, that, that clearing of space. Because I didn't, because the ego, I, what I learned was that my ego was sort of grabbing on to these areas where I didn't keep my agreements and finding new ways for me to maintain that sort of limited idea, that limited identity that there was something wrong with me. And so when I started keeping my agreements, that sort of left me. And now I feel more confident in my day when I say to myself that I'm going to do X, Y, or Z, or if I agree with my wife that when she leaves for work, that, hey, Anand, will you do this X, Y, and Z while I'm gone? And I say yes. I don't have a sack, even if I don't get to it right away, I'm not worried about it. I know I'm going to get those things done. I know I'm going to get out and do them. And that's a huge change for me because I used to really struggle with that. And then the other thing, too, for me was that um, I realized that there was something last year, um, and it still happens a little bit, which is 
that sometimes, you know, I had an agreement that I would eat lunch with my parents every day. That was just what it was. I'd go to my parents' house and eat lunch. And um, for some reason, when I couldn't make it to go or when I was tired or didn't feel like going, a part of me would not call them and would not let them know that, hey, I'm not coming for lunch. And I, um, you know, I, I started making a point of as soon as I realized that I wasn't feeling like I was going to go, I would call them up and just let them know that, hey, I'm not feeling up to coming or I have X, Y, and Z to do, so I'm not going to make it for lunch. So it wasn't necessarily about always keeping the agreement, but it was, it has become always about confronting the agreements I've made and and not just necessarily completing the agreement if I can't or I, I just feel like I can't, but it's about letting the other person know or even letting myself know that, hey, I'm not going to do this, and that's okay. But getting it out of my mind, because if I don't confront it and I don't say, hey, I'm not going to do this, and I'm done with it, I'm complete with it. If I don't say that I'm complete with it, my mind is going to keep bringing that back up in, into my, my mind. It's going to keep bringing it back up and keep making me feel like I'm a failure. So by letting it out and just confronting it, not necessarily doing it, but just saying, hey, this is something that I said I was going to do, and hey, I, you know it's not working for me. I'm going to let it go, and just sort of releasing it, writing it down, or saying something out loud in the mirror. One of those two things. If I do that and say I'm done with it, I'm complete with it, my mind remembers it, and it doesn't bother me about it anymore. So those are a couple of things that have really helped me a lot last year. Beautiful. Thank you, Anand. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay, we've got we've got a number of questions written in. We've got uh, uh, Felicia. Go ahead, Felicia. You want to share something on this? The thing that came up in our group was um, having self care and finding that fine balance between um, taking care of all your personal needs and keeping your. your um, your agreements with others sometimes find balance. Yes, indeed. Beautiful. Beautiful. Very helpful. Do you yeah. have any tips you could add for us? Um, yeah, I think the main thing, Felicia, is to really take some time with this and to examine what are the agreements that you've made with yourself that have been broken and just see if you can with a without judgment dis discover discern what is the reason for breaking the agreements because sometimes we intentionally make agreements knowing we will break them in order to feel bad. I see that as a common thing for many people. They make agreements they have no intention of keeping. And a, a, another aspect of it, it's like a fantasy world that people live in. So I have a fantasy that I'm going to eat well. I have a fantasy I'm going to exercise. I have a fantasy that I'm going to read books and get plenty of sleep and eat my vegetables and take my vitamins and 
take, you know, 10 minutes to pray every day. I have a fantasy life about this. And we're so used to living on this edge of fantasy that we don't even realize that we're creating this constant sense of failure. Does that make sense? Yes, perfect. I can see that happening. Yeah, it definitely used to happen for me. So that's the thing is to take some time. That's why right now the main thing with our spiritual practice is to take some time and to be contemplative, to be looking at answering these questions. It's it's really vital and we resist it so much. So that's one of the greatest gifts I can give you in Masterful Living is the the impetus and the space to uh, look at these things. Um, so thank you, thank you for bringing that up, Felicia. So we're we're at time here. We have a number of questions that are written in. I'm not going to answer them right now um, in in depth, but I will next week. Um, I just would like to say that, um, Lori, regarding the full moon, I'll, I'll put that in a blog for tomorrow, so you'll have that in writing for you tomorrow. Um, Araba is asking, could you please speak to the differences between judgments and opinions versus the question of agreements you didn't keep? Um, they feel like very different things to me. So judgments and opinions are our beliefs that are false. Uh, an agreement is I said I was going to work out at the gym three times a week and meditate every day for an hour. That's an agreement I didn't keep. So there's no judgment or opinion in that. Um, you know, an agreement is I said I was going to uh, get up at seven o'clock in the morning. That's different than a goal to me uh, because many times we set goals that we don't reach. Uh, but saying I am going to do something is different than saying I'm, I'm going to um, have it as a goal. Uh, it's there's when I say I'm going to do something that's different to me than a goal uh, I'm going to reach my goals I'm going to uh, make this as an agreement f with myself and I'm going to stick to it uh, that that that's an added uh, energetic to add to the goal but I don't think it's necessarily inherent in the goal you know, people have a goal that my goal is I'm going to get my laundry done today. But if if I say I am going to get my laundry done today, that's an agreement that I'm making with myself. I am saying I am going to do this. So that to me is um, a, a difference. You know, sometimes we make a goal, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, I'm going to, um, I'm going to try and be the most effective salesperson in my team. The, these are goals, things that we are looking to reach 
but we haven't made a commitment to it. I, I think there's a, an added extra commitment when we make an agreement with ourselves. All right. Well, you've got your forgiveness letters to work on. And again, uh, if you don't have your journals, that information is in on the website. You can download the forgiveness letter protocol. It's definitely worth following that protocol. Uh, you'll find it's very helpful. If you have any questions, you can write to me at mlc at jenniferhadley.com, mlc at jenniferhadley.com. And let us pray. So we take a breath here, love and gratitude, deeply grateful and deeply thankful to consciously go within and partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. So grateful and thankful to be letting go of the past, letting go of the ways that we've been playing small. We're opening ourselves to clear expansion, awakening, healing, and transformation. We're giving ourselves a gift of freedom, and we're sharing the benefits with everyone because we are one with them. In gratitude, we allow the healing to be. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, everybody. Much love. Have a great week. Mwah.